Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink, we play games, we have the song of the week, we have the creative curse word of the week. As long as you're having fun as our guest. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on, but that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! Hey guys, welcome to CarCast brought to you by our friends at JB Weld. JB Weld is available at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, Napa, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And remember, JB Weld epoxy products are proudly made in the USA. It's JB Weld, world's strongest bond. All right, so what do we got in today's show? Oh, we're going to talk a little bit about a little... Two plus two uh, Nissan cars and the big twin turbo uh, Newman car. A little story behind the Newman car. <laughs> yeah, the big horse, 933 horsepower yeah. car. And and we'll uh, get into the new VAT. And the Lightning. And the Ford Lightning and much more. First, I'll tell you about Sleeper, modern fantasy experience designed to connect people over sports with integrated chat and a sleek interface. Sleeper users talk more to their league mates. Fantasy, NFL, NBA, and even LCS League of Legends. Free, zero ads, a genuinely premium experience, total control over your fantasy draft and season. Redraft, dynasty, best ball, sleeper. You play fantasy sports your way. It's the fastest growing fantasy platform. Millions of users built uh, almost entirely on word of mouth. And it's available at the App Store, Google Play, or on your desktop. You download the Sleeper app and start playing today. That is Sleeper. And if you're into fantasy sports, you need this app. Sleeper. Get it at the App Store today. And uh, welcome to CarCast, Matt Corlitz, Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, over there. Hello, how you doing? Doing well. How are you doing? Good. You know, you and I were talking recently. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting into this. We were talking about uh, maybe going back and finishing the engine build on one of the 2 plus 2 cars. Mm-hmm. And I think we spoke to our friends at Turbonetics and Precision Turbo at one point, and uh, uh, I just realized we had a turbo over there with them. I think that they were looking at it and going, what can we do that's different mm-hmm. or whatever, and, and they're moving, so they sent it back. Yeah, I <laughs> so, saw. So there's like a box for the turbo over there I just dropped off. I saw a turbo with my name on it. Yeah. Like literally my name on it. 
Usually yeah. <laughs> I see a turbo with my name on it, but it doesn't have my name on it. Yeah, right. But, uh, this time I saw a turbo with it's my name on it. from one of, I don't even remember which one of the cars, but it's it's either the 87 or the 88. I, I believe it's from one of those cars. I'm sure they looked at it and got the specs and did whatever so we could move forward. But we were just talking about going, hey, maybe we should get one of the 2 plus 2 cars running again at some point because you want to drive one of those. Yeah. I uh, And it just... Small world that I get hit up from our buddy Reggie over there. He's like, I got one of your turbos. We're moving. I was like, all right. Well, the I, so yeah, thanks, I agree. I, uh, <laughs> you know, after the uh, last outing at Laguna Seca, I was like, I'd like to get some more horsepower. Something a little faster. A little faster. And so I was actually looking at the 280ZX with the twin turbos. Uh, and I was like, well, this is a lot more power. That's a lot more power. <laughs> yeah. But I thought, this would be a fun car to drive. I should uh, see about this car. Um, so I was kind of doing that, and then I was like, well, when the 2 Plus 2s were really working, when those cars work, they haul ass. And uh, I started thinking about that, and then uh, they made the announcement that they're looking at uh, 100 years of Le Mans, oh, Le Mans yeah, for as the, the mark. As the theme for the mark for next year. Right, Mar-ray. and then I started thinking, well, those IMSA cars, the 2 Plus 2 or the 280ZX, those weren't Le Mans cars. So uh, then I sort of shifted focus again, but mm-hmm. that was the uh, that was my first my first thought. Like I was looking at that crazy 280ZX with the twin turbo and the Japanese V8 in it, and um, I think that car was you know rebuilt, refurbished. Yeah. You know, it's in it's in pretty good pretty good order. I have to sort it out a little bit, but I don't know. It was it was it was a complicated car. It, and, it is, and yes. the few people that have been over to see it, uh, like Steve Millen, said, "Oh, I, I I drove that car. That car's fast." He goes, "A lot of issues." <laughs> he goes, "It's just too complicated." Yes, it is. If you take a look at that car. It is as complicated and advanced as a car really was of that era, uh, especially compared to, you know, yeah. a lot of the stuff that it was running against, 935s, RSRs, you know, things things of that, you know, uh, BMW M1s and, yeah, and things yeah. like that. So this is a lot, you know, inboard brakes and ZF transmissions and just the cooling alone is, is pretty insane in a car like well, that. Well, when... When we were doing the Newman dock, didn't you have that car out at Lime Rock when you were doing one of the interviews? I don't even know if you were there. I'm just curious if it was just Nate. Did anybody drive it? Anybody do a lap around the? Not Nate, but did yeah. You know, if you know, the car got picked up there. The car was there. It was staged for the film. Yeah, that day was maybe the longest day of my life because what that day started off doing Howard Stern at seven in the morning or right. something, you know, right in the middle of Manhattan. And then I did Stern for, you know, an hour, maybe an hour and a half or some, some version of that, you know, it's all a blur, but you know, we got in, you know, as usual, got in kind of late the night before no sleep, you know, up did Stern Finished Stearns, just immediately jumped in the rental car and started heading for Lime Rock. We're going to meet Posey and the car. That's right. Yeah, Sam Posey. So I had, yeah. uh, I had purchased a car. I had brought my you know suit and helmet and stuff and uh, was sort of hell-bent on 
taking that car around Lime Rock a couple of times before yeah. they put it in a truck and shipped it to us out here, you know. So the car was there, and Posey was there, and it was good. We wanted the car, you know, in the track, you know, sort of behind uh, Posey and and all that. We're going to shoot out Posey. I was going to interview Posey, and uh, we're going to, you know, kind of shoot the car out, and then... I was going to jump in the car, go around a few times, and then we're going to hustle it over to Bob Sharp's place, Bob Sharp, and <laughs> yeah. we're going to go there, then we're going to film with Bob Sharp, then we're going to pack it all up and head to JFK for, you know, a 9 p.m. flight that right. night. Yeah, so it was yeah, like yeah. it was like the world's longest day. And, of course, you know, all those days are the same, you end up hanging around with Stern an extra 20 minutes, you know, you get out of there, you hit traffic, you get, it takes you longer to get to Lime Rock than, than you thought. By the time we got to Lime Rock, we're kind of up against it. Uh, I was completely sleep deprived and like kind of in no mood at, at that point. But, um, you know, we, we finished shooting Sam Posey and then it was like, oh, we're kind of running behind. We have this, flight we have this you know we got drop off the rental car mm -hmm. yeah we got to check all the camera you know baggage and, and we check all this stuff on the flight and everything and a couple couple memories so i was like uh i i'm not going to get my driver's suit i'm not going to get my helmet and everything i'm not going to get all suited up and go we don't have time we have to pack it up and we have to hustle up because we got to get to bob sharp we knew the Bob Sharp interview was going to be pretty integral to the doc, and we needed right. to talk to him about everything and set up. And you know, he's nearish to the track, but it's a it's a windy mountain road. His 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 house is up a driveway that you know needs to be snow plowed all the time, and <laughs> and it's a bunch of stairs and. Uh, Fondelier was like literally turning green, like he was covered with sweat. He was he he, he 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 like literally needed to sit down after going up and down the stairs with the camera equipment. And everything. Yeah, right. Anyway, I was I said, uh, all right, uh, no time to get in the car, no time to go around mm -hmm. the track. We got to pack it up, pack up all the camera equipment and lights and everything, and get to Bob Sharp's house. And then in the interim. Of course, the track guys like came down and got me like, hey, they got the uh, rally cross upstairs or the, the auto cross, you know, track up, right, at the, yeah, yeah. up at the other level of the track. And we got a BMW M3. And I was like, yeah, fellas, I, you know, I'm tired and we're we're on the fly. But I also knew that there wasn't anything for me to do with Bob Sharp until all the equipment showed up and was set up. You know, so right. while the crew was like packing up the equipment in the minivan, I still had about a half hour, 45 minute lead on anybody because even when we got to Bob Sharps, there was nothing to do. So uh, the guys were, come on, come on, you got to get in the, you got to get in the autocross car, you got to get in the autocross yeah. car. And then I was like, all right. I was all <laughs> fucking tired and everything. And I was like, fine. And I got an autocross and. You know, we're like going around the cones, and um, I remember them going like, 
you hit a cone. You know, I was like, I don't even know what the fucking track is. Yeah. And then the guy who drives the M3 at the track on the autocross course, which, again, it's not really a course. It's a series of cones. Yeah. So you have to kind of know where you're going. They're like... He beat you by a second, you know, whatever. And I was like, okay, I don't know what the fucking track is. I'm yeah. half asleep. This guy does it, you know, two dozen times a day on a on a weekend or whatever. Like, I don't know why this is such a victory yeah. for, for you guys. It's not even a race car. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of fun going around the cones and, and yeah. stuff like that. And, uh, you know, then we hightailed it to Sharp and... Then on, like, the expressway to get to JFK after we wrapped with Sharp, you know, we had an hour and a half or two hours to get to the airport, but it was a long drive from, you know, Danbury, Connecticut to, mm-hmm. you know, JFK. And there was, like, I remember it was, like, a truck one under an overpass, and the truck was too tall. And it, like, <laughs> ripped the roof off it, and it just blocked the whole – we are just sitting there, like, yeah. in traffic. This is before ways, you know, just right, suck right. it up. We're just sitting here. And, of course, by the time we got to the airport, it was like we got no time for, for this flight. And uh, basically gave the rental car to Matt Fondelier and just said, sorry, buddy. Like, <laughs> you, you're not going to make this flight. Drop us all off. We're going to run for the gate. And you drop the car off at the rental car and then, you know, come back tomorrow or Find, find a, a hotel, hotel like do something you're yeah. on your own yeah yeah what drop you us off and he dropped us off and then the the flight was like a three hour delay <laughs> so at some point matt just wandered back into the airport and we and, all ended, ended up, up getting okay. getting on the flight all right so the car was never driven car was never driven there's a long way to go to tell you that <laughs> let me tell you about craig pocket hole jig 520 pro now anyone can easily create the perfect strong pocket hole joints with the Craig Pocket Hole Jig 520 Pro. Most versatile pocket hole jig yet. Now, for those of you who put things together, you need this jig. It, uh, it'll it hold your two pieces in place. Like if you're making a you know, cabinet and you're putting it up on the, on the wall. But it's also got the jig for the drill, has the uh, bit. It comes with uh, also the uh, screws. The special screws hold everything together, face clamp. Uh, 100 Craig Pocket hole screws, by the way, and a project plan. And it retails for just $99.99. It's available nationwide at Home Depot, Lowe's, and uh, home centers, woodworking, and hardware stores as well. Build perfect pocket hole projects anytime. And uh, do it anywhere. Learn more at Craig Tool. That's K-R-E-G Tool dot com. All right. So we got NSX news. We got some Bronco news. We got some Mazda news. Ford Maverick. Blah. You using that name for Ford? Name more. Uh, I, I think the interesting thing is is the highly anticipated Corvette Z06, the C8 Z06, uh, to make that car different, right? We've got – it's got a great engine in it now, the C8. Mm-hmm. And there could be a supercharged version of that engine as a ZR1, but mm-hmm. the Z06 was always a really cool kind of track-oriented, you know, street car, track car. Mm-hmm. So the Z06 is expected to be – 
a 5.5 liter flat plane crank naturally aspirated V8 that winds out to 9,000 RPM. And yes. it, it sounds amazing. So October 26th is going to be the debut of that car. So maybe we get a final look. We get some maybe some real specs, see what kind of horsepower. Already the C8 is fast as hell. It's a great car. Everyone just loves it. Like this is the most bang for the buck. Mm-hmm. But well, the hotter version of that is going to be cool. Yeah, look, uh, everything I sort of complain about comes to fruition at, at some point, which is I, you know, but it's, it's gone the same direction as the Mustang. Like the Mustangs just weren't cutting it. They just yeah. aesthetically, mechanically, and, you know, and I was always the one going, why do we have live rear axles in 2015? Mm-hmm. Or why do we have leaf springs? Or like, what is going on with these interiors? Or how come we don't have some higher revving Euro, yeah, more right. Eurocentric type engines or whatever? And I've always just said that about the kind of the vet and the Mustang, which is why isn't there more of a European flavor to these cars? Why why mm-hmm. is the technology lagging? What's with all the push rods and leaf springs? And um, you know, and to be fair to them, they all still performed with the live axles and the push yeah. rods and everything. But I'm still like to be kind of a you know, world class sports car. I I want I want these innovations. I want some overhead cams right. and and so on and so forth. And and the interiors are always kind of lagging behind. And um, they've done it. They they stepped it up. They yeah, did it. They were they were able to do it with soft touch materials and in the in the interiors. And now you're right. It's just also it's part of a selling point. I mean, I, at one point even Ford was saying, "Oh, well, we can make the car fast with a live axle." Go, yeah, but you still say live axle, right? Or you still say push rod V8. You just say, you know, where are we going in the future? How long is this going to go for? And then we get, ended up getting independent rear suspensions and dual overhead cams and and uh, and things like that. So I think this Corvette, which if they've done amazing things with the engine, but now we get to see something really new, like the flat plane crank V8 version of this, which the audio clips where it's been teased, you get a little bit of that exhaust note while it's up on the pipe, you know, testing somewhere on some track. It sounds crazy. It sounds good. You you hear it and you would you would never think any muscle car or sports car you know, especially from the United States, you wouldn't really think that, but I, they're they're going to nail it. Yeah, I, I agree, and good. I mean, it it took a little while. There's been some iterations that were that worked, and some stuff with the Zio, whatever, with the Yamaha heads on it and stuff, yeah, or yeah. Mercury or Kawasaki or whatever marine application. You know, they they combined with. And, you know, a lot of that stuff's been good, but it's just been in kind of dribs and drabs. And now, you know, the baseline of the Corvette is good. And then whatever's above the the baseline is excellent, you know. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see. We got the C8. We know what Z06 is mostly going to be. I wonder if they do ZR1, sort of a supercharged version. Because it's basically got the shape and the platform of a supercar. Mm-hmm. You know, if you had a $60,000 base model Zio, you know, uh, Corvette, and then you had a 
$180,000 Corvette. Like, I think there's enough platform, enough room on that platform to do it. Right. Well, you know, you know now the architecture is there, right? right. So now you have um, now you have this mid-engine vehicle with with an architecture that'll that'll support whatever you throw at it yeah. from a performance standpoint. I mean, if you think about with with Mustang, you get you know you get an EcoBoost in the thirties thirty thousand dollars range, all the way up to GT five hundred at at you know a hundred thousand and change. Mm-hmm. Right, so there's a little bit of room there. I think you can go somewhere between sixty and one eighty with a Corvette by doing a an over the top supercar version, maybe supercharged, something like that. But you know, to do it, you're going to have to get in that seven hundred horsepower, seven hundred fifty horsepower range. That's what's going to sell that thing. All right, let me tell you about uh, Air Medicare Network Health Insurance. Doesn't always cover the full cost of an emergency medical flight, even. With comprehensive coverage, you could get hit with substantial co-pays and deductibles. Plan ahead. In an emergency, Air Medicare Network's highly trained crews provide air medical transport to the nearest and most appropriate trauma center. With an Air Medicare Network membership, you pay no out-of-pocket expenses for the flight. An AMCN membership covers your entire household for as little as 85 bucks a year. That is peace of mind. Secure your financial peace of mind. And uh, by the way, CarCast listeners, get up to a $50 e-gift card with a new membership. So visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash CarCast. Use the offer code CarCast and get that 50 buck e-gift card with your new membership. All right. So uh, what else is on your docket? You know, um, more news about the the Ford Lightning, which we which we like. Uh, when when Ford announced the Lightning, they had they took hundred dollar just reservations, right? You mm-hmm. you don't you're not obligated to get anything. It just shows an interest list. How popular is it going to be? Kind of an important move for them, just to say how much of the F one fifty lineup could end up being EV because it's mm-hmm. such a big seller. They sell almost a million of those trucks a year. They got 40,000 right off the bat. That's ballooned up to over 120,000 <laughs> reservations. Mm-hmm. So now Ford is saying, well, we need to get ahead of this, right? We were going to make 40,000 v- trucks in the first run, mm-hmm. uh, but now they're, they've already committed 800 and, I don't know, $50 million into production of this thing to increase capacity that the first run is going to double to 80,000 units. So this is going to be a pretty significant truck for them. If you think about it, and I know we've kind of touched on this before, is if you're trying to make an impact with something like EV, like the change to EV, mm-hmm. um, a financial impact and just a, just a presentation, an optical impact – do it with the best selling vehicle out there, right? Mm-hmm. Do it with, you know, by the way, not just Ford F-150, like Chevy, Sierra, Ram, like the the trucks should have one of these in their lineup. Because not only are they the best selling vehicles for those companies, but they have the most variations of those vehicles, right? There's 15 grills and two wheel drive, four wheel drive, and cab configurations. There's just just seems like there's so many different options with those trucks. Is this going to be this going to be pure EV, right? It's going to be pure EV, uh, up to 300 mile range, 
500 and something horsepower. It should do zero to 60 in four and a half seconds. But, you know, but again, this is the whole, we talked about the power boost, the hybrid, mm-hmm. right? It's got the EcoBoost with the big batteries and powering a job site, right? You can mm-hmm. have, you can plug in your, your 110 outlet, you can plug in your 220, you can, you can, you can run this thing. The, the power boost you can run for, I don't know, two, three days between the gas engine and the battery. Like if you were powering mm-hmm. a job site, it would just cycle between the two. Um, but having a pure EV version is the next step, you know. Right. Plenty of low-end torque, ability to tow, ability to power an entire job site, whatever you need to do. Uh, and then when you bring it home, uh, for those that are interested in solar power and battery backups on your home, this sort of fits the bill, right? Because we talked about – when we talked about um, with the uh, uh, Palmer, I think his name was, was the uh, – the, the Ford engineer ahead of EV. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, you're going to need some hardware at your house, but you can plug this thing in at home. It'll charge the truck, but then when you need to, the truck will power the house. It mm-hmm. becomes the backup battery. I know you've looked into some of this stuff in the past, like for your house up in, in, in La Canada. You're saying, hey, what would it cost to... The, the house is like solar ready. Like what would it take to add the solar panels and do the battery backups? Or mm-hmm. what would it take to do the battery backups without the solar panels? So the grid charges your batteries. And if there was ever a power outage or something like that, you can, you can use the batteries. Mm-hmm. Or just use the batteries to lower your electricity cost. Mm-hmm. Well, if the batteries were $40,000, you get an F-150 Lightning for $40,000, <laughs> and it is the battery. So you get a truck right. and that you – know, so I think that's going to be an important part of – people's i don't know for lack of a better term their long-term home power situation as well yeah well there's uh, yeah i mean we i lost the electricity maybe twice in the last three weeks and um and you're right you know you hear you know as far as like solar and power panels and power walls and backups and all that kind of stuff you you hear all the stories and all the plans and all the ideas and all the deals and all the rebates and all the everything. Right. And then at some point, the guy comes out to the house and he puts together his thing and he tells you it's $114,000, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then you go, what about those big rebates, California? Oh, they discontinue that. Yeah. Right. And then you're going like, so it's going to be $100,000, you know, to get this power and they're like yeah and they're like okay now i don't want to do it i thought i thought it was i thought i was going to pay 29 dollars a month and get a rebate (laughs) from the state and it 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 isn't that but i'd much rather buy the pickup truck and just do it that way the pickup truck's cool though that's the thing about it is like you get a pretty cool truck in the whole process right the interiors are all great the the trucks run great and the you know, so it, it'd be kind of interesting, but this is just the first of what we're going to see. Many, right? All the companies are going to be doing this, um, not just with the trucks, but the SUVs, all the big selling things. We focus too much uh, in the beginning with the small vehicles like a Leaf and a Volt and a Bolt and a couple, you know, and now the VW ID4. And right, there's some affordability to it, but. There was never a way to take one of the trucks or the nice SUVs and make a big EV out of it without it costing $120,000. But when you when you sell a million, you know, almost a million 
F-150s a year and already 10%, more than 10% of that annual sales is people wanting the EV, that's where the economies of scale start to happen. That's how you can have a base price of $40,000. And I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's a really nice $65,000 truck when you option it up and get what you want. But mm-hmm. the idea of of having that thing out there seems kind of cool. And I'm curious to see what Chevy's going to do and what Ram's going to do. Well, do your business, and I'll yeah. give you some thoughts on that. So the good guys, Rod and Custom Association, is coming to Pleasanton, California. It's the 34th West Coast Nationals presented by BASF. It's at the Alameda County Fairgrounds, August 27th through the 29th. If you're in the area, you'll want to come out to this event. It's one of their big ones. There's over 3,500 classic cars and trucks on display with an autocross, a burnout competition. There's vintage dragster exhibition as well. And there's a huge swap meet with hundreds of cars for sale. And they're going to be crowning the winner of the 2021 America's Most Beautiful uh, Vehicle out there as well. Bring the whole family. Everyone's invited. There's live entertainment, model and pedal car display. There's a whole kids zone that's free for kids. Just go to goodguys.com to get tickets. It's good-guys.com to get tickets. Kids under free or kids under six are free. Uh, if you use the promo code CARCAST, you get $5 off your ticket. So it's goodguys.com, promo code CARCAST for $5 off. Yeah, so I, you know, I think you know, some of it's technology, but and we've kind of talked about this before, which is you know, there's two kinds of EV drivers. There's the Hollywood set who wants the sort of virtue signal, and that's why, you know, George Clooney bought a smart car. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> he was wants to tell people this is this is what I'm about, or Leo DiCaprio's driving a Prius. But But that car's got nine miles on it. <laughs> it's a smart car. I, I saw it just, him at a sushi place in Studio City with that uh was with that it? car. <laughs> yeah. Um but then so it's 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 kind of it's kind of what's going on politically, which is like the the trends are set by the West Coast, you know, New York and L.A. They set all the trends, but what do the people want? And mm-hmm. and sometimes sometimes corporate America thinks the people want what George Clooney wants, and <laughs> yeah. it's like no, no, the people want something else. They just you don't hear them talking right, about right. it, you know. And the reality is is. You know, with the aforementioned Leaf and some of these other cars, it's not that the majority of Americans don't want to drive an electric car. They don't want to drive a Leaf. Right. They don't want people to know they're driving an electric car from outer space. You know, like it looks like an electric car. What mm-hmm. that guy, what most America wants is the Ford F-150 he can plug in. That's right. And yeah, I would agree. We figure that out finally, that now people want an electric car you know, they get kind of caught up. Like, remember, it was all that, you know, that range anxiety and stuff like that. It really wasn't that. It was just that most people didn't want to get into a little shit box. <laughs> but if you could, if you, you know, if, if you took most people and said, uh, what do you drive now? Denali. What if I snap my fingers and we made it all electric and just plug it in every night when you got home? They'd go do it. Yeah. Sweet. So it's not electric car they don't like, <laughs> yeah. it's the Leaf they don't like. Right. And so now, you know, the manufacturers have kind of caught up to that. Yeah, we've been trying to make these uh, these small electric cars not just more advanced with the technology, but also 
I think we went too far with sort of the some of the design elements and, and no gauges on the dash and and weird sort of iPhone kind of you know PlayStation controller like minority kind of report right. stuff you know uh, yeah just weird why not just kind of make it into something that we already know and like obviously we're advancing things all the time you talked about the Mustang but. Uh, why not have it feel like a more traditional car? Yeah, I think they calculated that it didn't feel cool and futuristic. Yeah. And then also, you know, and some of it was technology, I suppose, but they also made the miscalculation, which is what percentage of people who would buy an electric car would want you to know they're driving an electric car if you were two cars behind them on the freeway? And they mm-hmm. said, oh, well, people who are buying electric car are signaling. They're virtue signaling. They yeah. want you to know they're driving an electric car. But the reality is, is 86% of people who would like an electric car would like you to not know they're driving an electric car. They just want to drive a good car. Right. And maybe, you know, Elon gets some credit for sort of building a full-size SUV or basically minivan slash SUV, you know, three-row mm-hmm. type of electric vehicle. Because once those things became pretty ubiquitous, especially here in California, I think yeah. people started wrapping their head around the size of – the notion of a full-size electric car. Right, right. I don't know, kind of interesting. I, when it came out, I – I put my name on the list. I don't know where we're going to get it or the do anything. Yeah, for the lightning. Well, I was I was thinking to myself, you know, the uh, the dually's getting a little long yeah. in the tooth. I mean, uh, the dually's been great for us, but you know, it's ten years old, maybe more. Yeah, and uh, maybe it's time. And you know, the electric car's got great towing capacity. It does. Or the electric truck, and you know, our. I don't think it gets you to Monterey with the trailer. Hmm. Yeah, so we'd have to figure that there's, one there's out. Some sort of stop and a, a, a break to get some battery, not a full recharge, but it's got to get something. You'd probably got to stop for 30, 40 minutes, grab a bike to eat. You're going to have to plan for it or whatever. But, you have uh, to find a place to plug it in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully that infrastructure is coming. Right. Although, uh, According to the government, infrastructure means like prenatal care <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, drag time, uh, drag queen story hour for, for four-year-olds. But but if the money is there for the infrastructure yeah. and we can do charging stations along the way, that would be awesome. The, the I mean, that, that should be the is, first place you do it is the yeah. grapevine in California, right? Yeah, and then on the way to Vegas, which Tesla did with superchargers, but now they're starting to be uh, broken chargers, lines at the places, people parking cars there that aren't electric, and if if you don't have many choices, let's say you're you're going to Monterey, you can allocate maybe. You go, oh, I can stop here or I can stop here. And mm-hmm. you hit the first one. But it, what if the first one, the lines are long and it's too big and everyone's doing it because it's a big event in Monterey and everyone's going. And you go, okay, let me try the second one. Like you only get one or two shots at getting some battery charge in there before it could change your entire schedule, yeah. right? So, so this is with a full electric truck. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll see. I mean – Maybe the Power Boost Hybrid is another option, but just for the discussion of the Lightning, I did put the name on the list and put the 100-hour 
$100 deposit down just to get on the list to see. Because it could be interesting. Who knows? Well, that's what makes you you. <laughs> All right. Hit your 30, Geico. Uh, Geico. You know, uh, whether you own or rent your home these days, it can be quite a bit of work. But you know it's easy. It's bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home already. Just go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. So Ford is expected to announce an EV crate motor for SEMA? Yeah, they uh, Ford Performance teased this. They didn't have a lot of specs. All they said was it's fairly compact, 22, I don't know, 22.7, maybe 22 and a half inches long. We don't know the horsepower or the torque, but uh, GM Perform- Chevrolet Performance is doing a crate motor package. Ford's going to do a crate motor package, and it's really going to kind of come down to how – how are they going to be able to package it to make it easier for the for us or the aftermarket to put it into vehicles, right? Like we can say, oh, EV, somebody like a Jonathan Ward that did like a, one of his derelict Cadillacs EV with Tesla. Great. He's got the resources and, and, the, and the brains to do it. What we need is an EV motor that has – some sort of cradle that goes to, let's say, various engine mounts for small block Sorry. Ford and Chevy, you know, LS engine engine mounts, and then bolts up to some sort of uh, bell housing, you know, bell housing adapter, and then we so then this we start a pure thinking, motor. Yeah. So. And then what do we do with the batteries? Are they going to offer batteries? Are they going to offer modular batteries as are, like are, cells? Is, is this to convert existing vehicles or – This is a hot rod package. So mm-hmm. this is – this again, we don't know how far they're going. Is it going to be you know, something that can be put in the place of a conventional engine? Can you take mm-hmm. your 65 Mustang – put in the crate motor, and then you have to start to think about batteries. Are you swapping the fuel tank with some batteries? And if so, does that give you enough battery for 50-mile range? What sort of harnesses are you working out to get it, mm-hmm. you know, to hook there? If Which would make more sense if you're taking vintage Broncos or pickup trucks or something. Like my Lightning, my 95 Lightning, has two fuel tanks. So mm-hmm. the size of those two fuels, before I even get into the bed of the truck, mm-hmm. that's more battery than a 65 Mustang. That's twice as, you know, I've got twice as much space under the vehicle between the frame rails mm-hmm. to do something like that. But can mm-hmm. I put the engine, can I put the motor where the engine is? Can I right. Can I connect it to a bell yeah. housing and a transmission? Well, I'm, I'm sure we're not just coming up with this and, and well and this it, is my point is is if they're going to offer it in their performance parts catalog at some point the way Chevrolet performance is going to do they have to be thinking of these things they're smart enough to go all right well if we do an electric motor no one's going to care <laughs> yeah i think i think we're going to see now a lot of the enthusiasts getting into the conversion game. We've seen a 911. They brought it out to the Peterson for our car show over there. That yeah. was pretty cool. Uh, I think Jimmy's got the VW thing that was uh, right. converted. Schwarzenegger's got his Humvee, the big, right. the big, you know, the big Hummer. Right. Yeah. 
uh, he's turning in a colossal douchebag. <laughs> Just do what they tell you to do. Yeah, you know, know put why. the mask. Shut the fuck up and go back to Bavaria, you douche. <laughs> We're not here to do what they tell us to do. Right. Ugh. Anyway, um, or at least dye your beard to match your hair or dye your hair to match your beard. You, you got to do one or the other. I <laughs> can't have other. two-tone Arnold up there. <laughs> two-tone Arnold throwing me off. <laughs> Arnold, t- Arnie two-tone. <laughs> so um, I think they'll figure it out, but I, I think there is going to yeah. see, we are going to see more Mustangs and El Caminos and fun stuff, you know, converted over and that'll be, yeah. and, that'll be a And thing. you're right. It'll start with some shops that want to do four or five of these, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. As they figure things out and and be able to offer it as a little bit more of a affordable conversion, but it'd be interesting to see, especially if you get more advanced and end up doing like all wheel drive versions of a car. So you get yourself a Chevelle or a Mustang, yeah. you know, that's all wheel drive when you you know with electric motor. That'd be cool. All right, uh, we're going to play the hypothetical stoplight game. We have an intro. It's brought to you by our friends at JB Weld, man. So whatever you're doing, DIY projects, you got to fix stuff, fix Sonny's shoe, fix Natalia's cold roller, fix the stone. It's a threshold in front of my house. Whatever. JB Weld, they make a product for you. And also they make the Herculiner, the original DIY truck bed liner. All right. Let's, uh, let's hear our intro here. The Hypothetical Stoplight Game, brought to you by J.B. Weld. Well, I'm in such a hurry tonight, but I'm gonna have to stop at this light. On the left, I got a van with big wheels. On the right, I got a pickup in teal. Van to the left of me, teal truck to the right. Here I am, so get a light behind you. All right, Matt. Yeah, you're working on your car, and you I realize am. you just you just ran out of JB Weld, so you got to head over to AutoZone and get some more. You get in your car and you pull up to a red light. You have to pick between these two lanes to get you to JB Weld faster. Lane number one: a Ford Transit conversion van decked out for camping with a hashtag Van Life sticker. <laughs> or lane two. The guy in the VW Rabbit driving with his foot hanging out of the window. <laughs> I'm definitely going to get behind the transit. I'm going to get behind the transit because uh, mostly I just don't want to see that guy's disgusting foot. This is more personal preference than anything. I'm going to get behind the transit. I think the new vehicle, it's going to move forward quickly. There's no way that VW is going to get out of the way. It's going to overheat. His foot's going to stink. It's, it's bad. Transit all the way. No, no, no. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, see, the guy in the the rabbit, it's a diesel rabbit, and it's automatic. So it has to be if his foot's hanging out the window. That's what I'm saying. And it's diesel, so it's got a lot of low-end torque. So that guy, and also, it's front-wheel drive. And when you take your foot and you push it out the window, you shift more weight toward the front of the vehicle. So those tires, those... 80 series tires could really hook up. And that guy's an outlaw. Anyway, he does, he, he thumbs his nose at the law. So ironically, yeah. and by, by the way, it's right in the title, Jack Rabbit Starts. He's driving a rabbit. I'm sorry, man. All right. Well, I didn't know it was Magnus one. Walker driving the That's rabbit. That's right. <laughs> an outlaw. All right. 
Let's try another one, Matt. All right. Oh, by the way, that last round brought to you by JB Weld Clear Weld Crystal Clear Drying Adhesive. Very easy to use for glass, ceramics, plastics, and more. Hmm. All right. This next one, we have, we have the celebrity round. Celebrity couples. Lane one, Matt. You pull behind James Brolin and Barbara Streisand and James's Ford Raptor. Mm-hmm. Or John Krasinski and Emily Blunt in their Tesla Model S. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm getting behind the Tesla. I think Babs is the holdup here. I think she's not going to let him hammer down. He's been lying to her the whole time, going, "This thing's the most fuel efficient monster truck on the road," and and uh, he's he's trying to talk her down. She he don't want to hear the exhaust, mm. right? So I'm going to go behind Tesla because I think uh, I think they don't have a choice. I think that the thing's going to shoot off the line. Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, this, I mean, this is I. We went, uh, I did Kimmel's show <laughs> six, seven years ago. I can't remember when I did Kimmel's show. And uh, I don't know, Krasinski must have been the guest, and I was the guest the same night. Yeah. And when we were done with the show, I think we just sort of ended up back in Kimmel's office, just having a beer and, and you know, shooting the breeze. And then at some point, Kimmel said, uh, Hey, I, there's a good Italian place. I made right. Why don't we all just go to dinner? So then, me and Krasinski and Kimmel, we all went to dinner, and then he told me this long story about getting the Tesla S, mm-hmm. but it was too jumpy for his wife <laughs> Emily Blunt, and she forced him to sell it. He also bought like a Ford F one fifty, like old school pickup truck or okay. something, but it was too quick off the line. So. He almost got divorced because of his too quick off the <laughs> line. It was too fast. Too fast thing. So he is feathering that shit. He's taking uh, it easy because he's sandbagging the it's Tesla. A, it's already on record that those <laughs> those quick starts were too much for her. So sorry. Oh. That round brought to you by Herculiner, the original DIY truck bed liner now owned by JB Weld. All right. Let's try one more round. One more. I think you're gonna be good with this. I'm good. One. This I feel is good our, about this one. This is our concept lawn round. We were both. We were all at Pebble. That's you? right. We were there. So you can pull up behind lane one. You have the Koenigsegg Jamera. Yeah. Or lane two, the new Lamborghini Countach. Oh, what's going to be? Let's see. The Lamborghini uh, hybrid. So uh, I think, uh, I don't know if it's just all-wheel drive or yeah, all-wheel drive. It was all-wheel drive. Hybrid. Fast. Uh and uh, the 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 Jamera, that's a tough one. I think I'm going to go behind the Jamera. I think overall that that car is just going to be the quickest uh, sedan. You know, I say sedan, four seat, mm. a hyper car on the planet. And I just think there's no way you get in that car and you're 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 light footing it. I think you're going to have fun with that car. That one is going to beat the Lamborghini. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, because uh, obviously it's a four-seater versus a two-seater, and you always give the nod to the two-seater versus the four-seater, regardless of who builds the car or what the marquee name is on it. You always have to give the nod to the two-seater. And plus, the the uh, what was it? The Not the Murcielago, the Mira, the, the uh, Countach. Yeah, it's so storied. It's, it's a poster on every kid's wall. You you take that car out there. You gotta you gotta show off. It's like Stallone doesn't leave the house without rolling up the sleeves on his long sleeve <laughs> shirt because he's got to show the pipes. You right. know what I'm saying? So okay. there's a there's an obligation. So I'm it's sorry, more Matt. of a it's more of an ego thing. It's an Whoever's ego driving the Lamborghini, ego driven. Yeah, ego driven. Sorry. Okay. All 
right, that round brought to you by JB Weld Original Twin Tubes, the original steel reinforced epoxy adhesive. The hypothetical stoplight game. Here I am, stuck at a light behind you. Stuck at a light behind you. Here I am, stuck at a light behind you. Brought to you by JB Weld. JB Weld is available at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, Napa, O'Reilly, Amazon, Michaels, and more. And remember, JB Weld epoxy products are proudly made in the USA. It's JB Weld, world's strongest bond. All right. So uh, you want to talk about the NSX? You want to talk about? Um, yeah, you know done what I was going to say about stuff. the the NSX. You know, we went to the the Acura event. We loved it, and uh, they're ending the NSX and they're doing it on a high note with the 600 horsepower version Type S combined with the electric motors. Yeah, right. yeah. it's not. Not the engine putting out 600. Right. right. So it's got a little bit of a bump in power, a little bit refreshed uh, aerodynamics and stuff on it. But, uh, you know, people kind of felt like the car didn't sell that well, but Acura's take on it is yes, but it sold a lot of other Acura's in our lineup. So Mm -hmm. a success for them. And, uh, you know, in in an interview recently, they talked to the bosses over at, at Acura, and they said, well, are we done with the NSX? And they said, well... No, not entirely. We're yes, we're done with this NSX, mm-hmm. but I I believe he said when we have something to say, we'll bring the NSX back as a new Halo car. Mm-hmm. So what he's implying is is the first NSX naturally aspirated, the second one in uh, a hybrid, the next one could be an all EV, you know, mm-hmm. supercar, sports car, whatever you want to call it. And when they're ready for that, probably sooner rather than later, we could see a new NSX uh, come out pretty pretty soon. I mean, I yeah. mean, whatever, within a couple of years, because I, everybody's making this big EV push. I like the NSX, and you know, we we're talking about the VET, and you know, there's more bang for your buck in the VET, no doubt. But I kind of liken the NSX to back in the '90s. You see a lot of BMWs, seven series, you know, rich guys driving around the flagship seven series on the road. And then once in a while, I'd see a guy go by in an Audi S8, mm-hmm. and I was like, that guy knows cars. Yeah. I mean, because there's no real reason to get an S8 over a 7 Series right. other than you want to be a little bit different, and you want to kind of say, I really appreciate mm-hmm. cars, you know? And I feel <clears throat> feel like the NSX is sort of that, you know? You know, maybe you should be... You know, you could get a VET, you get a Ferrari, you can get a 911, but the NSX is kind of you going, I'm a little bit different, I know cars, and, uh, you know, it's not all about dollars per horsepower. There's there's more to the experience than that. Yeah. That's what the NSX, it's, 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 a, it's a discerning sort of connoisseur's approach to I, a I would agree with car. that, and one of the easiest cars in that performance world to, to drive as well, so... I don't know it's it's kind of interesting. I think they'll they'll go on to do some pretty cool things with the next NSX. Whatever EV it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. All right, let me hit uh, Air Medicare Network one more time. Health insurance doesn't always cover the full cost of an emergency medical flight. Even with comprehensive coverage, you could get hit with substantial copays and deductibles. Plan ahead in emergency. Air Medicare Network's highly trained crews provide air medical transport to the nearest, most appropriate trauma center. 
With a AirMedCare Network membership, you pay no out-of-pocket expenses for the flight, and AMCN membership covers your entire household for as little as 85 bucks a year. So secure your financial peace of mind. And by the way, CarCast listeners get up to a $50 e-gift card with a new membership. So visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash CarCast. Use that code CarCast and get in on not only peace of mind, but that uh, $50 e-gift card with the new membership. All right. Um, you can go to adamcarolla.com for all the live shows that are coming up uh, all over the place. You're busy. Hit yeah. the road everywhere. Yeah. And uh, you can check out our chassis channel on uh, Pluto TV 687, I believe. I, we got a couple of nice comments. People <clears throat> hit me up on social media, sent me a direct message, said they've been watching uh, uh, Going Racing, the season we just put up, and said uh, it was fun. People seem to be enjoying it. So, Yeah, watch those. And check sh- it out. And share think, them. It's uh, free. Yeah. You know, we've got another season, I think, in November. What do you got, Matt? Uh, just follow me at, uh, at Motorator on social media. You guys can see some of the fun stuff we're posting up there. We appreciate that. So, till next time, Sam Crow for Matt, the Motorator, DeAndre, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Hey, movie lovers, who needs a theater when you have Pluto TV? Grab your popcorn and your streaming device because free movies are here. Pluto TV is your home for movies. Great movies are playing anytime in over 20 exclusive movie channels of action, horror, rom-coms, and more. Watch hits like Saving Private Ryan, Pretty in Pink, and Charlie's Angels all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device.